0: Hi, this is Dr. Tom Vergas, and this is CQ for Global Leaders. In the previous podcast, I talked about the four C's of collaboration. In this podcast, I want to build on that and talk about how do we, in fact, build some collaborative workplaces. So for a start, let's discuss what are some of the barriers to collaboration. The first barrier is really around distance. I don't see you or hear you. So in other words, what this means is the greater the distance between people, the greater the challenges in collaboration. Can you just imagine the challenges we will have in communication? Now, as you know, for those of you who work across distance, culture, and time, when you add those aspects, it's already difficult when we're working across cultures, difficult when we're working across time zones, and of course, working across distance. The thing is like when people do not see each other, it makes it much more difficult to actually brainstorm, you know, have those conversations around the water cooler, catch up over a meal, and therefore the 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 what we call the impromptu ideas become much more challenging. And really, you know, sometimes when you're out of sight, you're out of mind. So that's going to be the first barrier. It's really around distance. And as a leader, one of the things you want to be thinking about is how do I actually close the distance or narrow the distance. The second barrier to collaboration is around dominance. And here it's based on hierarchy. So when you bring a group of people together to collaborate, what you're wanting is people to throw their ideas in. And if there is a real or perceived difference of hierarchy in that particular group, then that may pose challenges to people actually throwing ideas in or in fact pushing each other. So you wanna be also conscious of how do we create a level playing field in that collaborative team. The third barrier to collaboration is around dissonance. And dissonance is occurs when we tell people that we want everyone to collaborate, but at the same time, we give different orders or different tasks or different targets to different people in the team. In other words, we're giving them different agendas and sometimes conflicting agendas. So it's really important to ensure as a leader, when you bring a team together, that everyone is clear and on the same agenda rather than trying to deal with them separately. And the fourth barrier to collaboration is discomfort, which is really when it's about, I don't really know who's in the team and I don't understand what you do. So if you have people in the team who do not know each other professionally or personally and have no idea of their level or what they're bringing into the group, you find they're, they're going to be far less likely to contribute and of course, far less comfortable. And again, as a leader, really important when you bring teams together on collaborative projects that you actually do some activities at the start to actually do some icebreakers, get people to know each other, and of course, build the level of trust. You need a high level of trust to make sure that the teams are collaborative. So the four barriers that we talked about, distance, dominance, dissonance, and discomfort. So keeping all those in mind then, what are some things that you can do to actually build a collaborative workplace? Not just a team, but collaborative workplaces. So I think one of the things you can look at is actually building teams around individual strengths. put people into groups where individuals can complement each other. So again, this is a great aspect of diversity. How do we leverage on strengths? You know, And if you get a group of people where you are all playing to each other's strengths, you are going to get a very uh, effective and high performing team. How do you then secondly encourage the collaborative spirit, which is how do you actually encourage relationships between people in the team? As we discussed earlier, it's much easier to collaborate with people that you can relate to, that people you can empathize with. So how do you actually look at developing relationships within the organization? The third aspect is how do you, in fact, encourage open mindedness? How do you ask teams around what are some of the issues and solutions that they may have to a particular problem? I mentioned in the earlier podcast yesterday, I was working with a leadership team, and we were, in fact, discussing a reasonably thorny issue. And among the group, we were trying to come up with some suggestions. And then I suggested, why don't you just ask a group of people? Why don't you bring some people together, put them in a focus group, and pose this question to them, because you will get a different perspective, especially from further down the organization, rather than sitting up here. So you know, it's a really around how do we encourage that? How do we get different ideas from different people in there? How do we, in fact, design open workstations, which is obviously very much that uh, you see that in all organizations. Now, the reason why open workstations came into play is that it encourages people to speak to each other. I'm not really sure that works all the time. I mean, I've seen open works places where people, in fact, do not talk to each other, but are so focused on their screens. So again, what can you do to encourage conversations? How do you provide teams with a sense of purpose? And I think this really boils down to how do you get people to see that there is value in what they do? How do we encourage and reward innovation? So if you do have people or teams who come up with great ideas, if they come up with great creativity, how do we give people a sense that we really value that, we appreciate that? And how do we reward it so that we can get more of it? And finally, how do we deploy some collaboration tools? Because you get a lot of software now that have the capability to document Store, track, report information in one point, so how do you get use those tools so that everybody on the team can come together and utilize that so those are some ideas on how to build collaborative workplaces again, as a reflection point for this podcast, perhaps pick two or three things that resonates for you and which you think could be useful in your teams and with the people that you work with? And why don't you then try it? Keeping in mind, of course, if you're working across cultures, that certain cultures find it far easier to collaborate than others. And this goes back to the collectivist, individualistic dimensions of culture. So how do you keep all that in mind and actually encourage that spirit of collaboration? Because that is going to bring better results from your teams. You've been listening to CQ for Global Leaders with me, Dr. Tom Vergas. To find out more, please reach out either via phone, email, or our site, culturalsynergies.com.